0: Hello and welcome to this uh, special edition of the Two Hands in a Hurl podcast. Uh, I'm your host Robbie Mansfield and uh, we're going to be talking all about the the big hurling finals that are on this weekend. We have uh, a massive game, uh, Kilkenny and Galway in the Camogie. We've got the Joe McDonough Cup final between Antrim and Kerry. And then we have the All-Ireland uh, Senior Hurling final between uh, Waterford and Limerick. Are you looking forward to the weekend TJ?
1: Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I... It's kind of sad in a way that Kilkenny aren't in the Hurling, but I mean, it makes up with Kilkenny being in the Camogie. Um, so that's where an awful lot of people know my heart is, really, in a way. So, um, yeah, no, really excited for the games. I think the Hurling's going to be a cracker. I have good friends from Watford. So I'd be kind of maybe showing a bit of bias towards Watford there but um, yeah I know it's an exciting weekend and then Joe McDonough as well I mean it really adds to the fold as well so it we're just chanting off air there it really really exciting the way things work out towards the end of the year with so many games in a row Um, but yeah I know hopefully 2021 will be better anyway.
0: Yeah well the kind of the summer hurling you know is kind of is great and it's brilliant and just kind of the atmosphere of people going to matches but like you know the the winter hurling championship has been has been very good and to be honest I've kind of liked the kind of you know the kind of the the darker evenings and you're kind of settling in like with maybe like a roast dinner kind of cooking in the background to, and you're kind of you're uh in and out to watch the hurling and, and that sort of stuff in football so I think it's been actually it's been a really good championship um but obviously I think the the summer hurling is kind of is uh, is better all around. So we'll move on to the Kamogi game first. So um, how do you how do you see the Kamogi game going tomorrow?
1: Um, I I think Kilkenny will do it. I I really do. I mean the. It's like the hurt of the past few years. And the one thing I'm really impressed with with Kilkenny this year is they're putting that aside. I mean, this is a new year, a new opportunity. Forget about what happened in the past. And I think with Kilkenny going in with that mindset, they have a real, real good opportunity this year against Galway. Now, in saying that's not going to be easy. I mean, Kilkenny really have to set their soul down early in the first half. Um I wouldn't be happy, and I I think the Kilkenny management and players would be the first to admit as well. They wouldn't have been happy with start against Cork. But the way they came back into the game, the goal just before half time, the goal after half time, and the leaders like Savannah Dalton with the first goal, Mary Walsh with the second goal. I think if Kilkenny can sit down their stall early don't let Galway get into a rhythm they really have a great opportunity. Um, it's easier said than done in the sense Galway have Carrie Dole and Neve Kilkenny Rebecca Henley, Arla McGrath they're outstanding players and they can really punish uh, an opposition defense. So I think that's what the Kilkenny management would have been really focusing on they would have learned the lessons like it might seem contradictory they would have forgotten last year, but they weren't. Would have learning the lessons from last year, if that makes sense.
0: And what it, were the lessons, or where did they kind of, where did they kind of Galway win uh, the final last year?
1: It, I, off the top of my head, the final score was three fourteen to seventeen points, so it was goals. And it, as the saying. Goals, goals, win games. So I think that's what Kilkenny would be would have learned to to set down their soul not to concede goals. Now they did go one three to no score behind against Cork, but they they kind of suffocated the Cork midfield after it got a stranglehold around midfield. The likes of Anna Farrell, Megan Farland, that started picking up loose possession, and then Dalton chipped in with long-range points as well and that settled Kilkenny and I think that's what would be really vitally important tomorrow night that Kilkenny set down their stall early similar to their All-Ireland win 2016 Cork went in raging hot favourites um, and Kilkenny just completely suffocated Cork. They didn't give him an opportunity. They attacked that pace, but they also it, it, they scuffed out the Cork attack. And I think that's what Kilkenny have to do tomorrow night. And I think, it, it, like, to be honest, there's a lot of hurling brains on the sideline tomorrow night. A lot of former inter players for Kilkenny and a lot of players that would have had success with with club sides around Kilkenny as well. And I think that's where the game could be won, that the the team will just be focused on this year's game and what happened in the past to be completely forgotten about. Um, Now, if Kilkenny can neutralise the Galway attack, like I was saying, and punish them the other end, I know it sounds very simple, but I think that's where it'd be vital. And I think Kilkenny could really win the battle around the midfield area and if they do they have the players up front the likes of uh, Denise Gall new players um, Katie Nolan coming in she really loves winning the dirty ball players to call on as well in the subs bench as well I think they have an in they have a strong a strong first 15 but as the saying goes it takes more than 15 to win a game so it could be the subs that they call on the likes I, I, I didn't see the team but just judging by the past the likes of Kelly and Aoife Dyle all of these young players to call on as well, along with Mary O'Connell and the, the captain Lucinda, Lucinda Gahn, and all of these highly experienced players won county finals so I think that's the difference, there's a good blend in youth I'm not saying that wasn't the case in previous years, but they just seem to be gelling an awful lot better this year and um, yeah, I think I think it could be a really good day for Kilkenny tomorrow night.
0: Do you think there's going to be any sort of um, like poke out strategy employed by kind of either side or is there going to be kind of um, much of a kind of tactical play from either uh, man- management uh, team? Like You mentioned the kind of the people on the sideline there. Do you reckon there's going to be kind of like um, a sort of a, st- a strategic sort of um, th- thing to going to challenge uh, the opposition on?
1: I I think that I personally myself I, I'd like Kilkenny to go real long with the pokeouts. I think try and drive it over the midfield into the half forward line. They have ball-winning players around there. Like I think Ann Dalton and Denise Gall will drop deep, and that's where to help the likes of Anna, Anna Farrell and Megan Farrell. They don't need the help there but it's just to bolster the midfield. And if they're able to kind of win the primary possession around there, win the second balls, and they're kind of able to suffocate Galway around there, that that takes away the platform that Galway had from last year. Now, looking at the semi-final, Tipperary done that. People were saying, oh, Galway aren't that sharp. They didn't look sharp against Tipperary. Tipperary are a team that are really building... Um, like we when I was involved with minor teams and that we play Tipperary and Tipperary are a really talented team they're after winning under 16 minor titles and I I don't think an awful lot of people really respect the Tipperary in a sense for the way that they they suffocated Galway now Galway won one eleven to I think seven points after a seven point win but Galway were made work for it but I think that's the. I think that's where Galway's vulnerability is. You take away the goal threat, that that takes away. I I know it's kind of obvious, but that takes away a kind of a front running platform for Galway straight away. Last year, that's like I was saying. That's where Galway won the game. Goals win games. I think by kind of Kilkenny going long witted, attack Galway from the front straight away. that's what i personally like to think now looking at it you could have all the plans you like and all you need is one thing to go against you and then you have to go to plan b straight away so i wouldn't say there would have been major tactical work done during the week i say it would have been it's like the semi-final was two weeks ago the first week could be player recovery and then the second week could be just getting the player's mindset right getting the first touch right and just building up confidence um I mean Kilkenny are after suffering suffering real heartbreak over the past couple of years there's one or two pines in games last year Galway won by I think six or seven pines and I think if Kilkenny utilise that hurt right and just focus solely on the game tomorrow I think that's where Kilkenny could do real damage
0: and say if you were to put yourself in the the Galway management uh kind of shoes and you kind of seen the game against um, Cork and they had a kind of kind of slow enough start in terms of like Cork got 1-3 1-3 uh, to no score up and then for a good long period in the second half um, Kilkenny didn't score and kind of Cork just seemed to kind of chip away at that lead. So do you reckon um, the, the kind of Galway management are going to really kind of emphasize a really strong start against this Kilkenny team? and also kind of um, a, th- a third quarter kind of... Um, kind of real emphasise the kind of first quarters of both halves, especially with the kind of water breaks, you can kind of really do that. Do you think they'll try and target Kilkenny there?
1: It's a tough one, Robbie. I'm not avoiding the question. Um, every, every manager will always go out and try and make a good start. If you look at Kilkenny hurlers of old, they try to bury teams early on, and that's the most important thing. I think... The most important thing going into an all-earned final is just getting your own house right. Make a good start. Make sure there are no um no kind of simple errors made. It kind of get the players on the ball early. Get them to now, the real strange thing this year is to be no crowd there. And, and now I know players would have been playing in county grounds and all of that without supporters there. But Croke Park, as you know yourselves an eighty thousand for eighty I think 85,700 seater stadium. So I think that's the most important thing that the players just get used to the the surroundings around them. Now, as your question, yeah, I I think that'd be the, the, if I was Galway manager, the way I do it, but what I'd be focusing mainly on is not suffering any setbacks yourself. And you don't want to concede an early goal. And that's the thing. Now, it's a tricky one, Robbie. I I know I'm kind of evading the question in a sense, but it's kind of each game takes it kind of has its own feel in a sense. You don't want to go out set out your soul gung fo to try and score an early goal and concede one blood or end. That if your plan A kind of suffers a setback, then you have to go to plan B. I say just stay in the game early. If I was looking at it from Kilkenny and Galway, just get a feel of the ball early. It'd be new surroundings. It'd be the first time that these teams would have playing under floodlights in an all-earned final as well or an all-earned semi-final so it'd be a new experience there as well so get used to your surroundings and try and get a feel of the ball early tap over a couple of early scores and try and not make any errors earlier on that you're trying to have to counteract then
0: so you're you're going to go for Kilkenny then
1: I yeah um, I, I think Kilkenny are really motoring well this year they're they, they progressed through the group stages easy enough. The big test was against Cork and to go down early, I go six points down in arrears against Cork and to come back the way they did shows their real momentum and real drive within this team. And yeah, I give Kilkenny, I won't say by how much, but I think Kilkenny will get the cream on Saturday night.
0: Well we wish them all the best anyway and uh we'll move on to the the Joe McDonough, which is the uh, curtain raiser for the uh the kind of the, the kind of the Waterford Limerick game. So um Antrim, they're kind of like a traditional kind of hurling county, you know they've kind of gone back a bit maybe in in recent years, and then you have an up and coming team in uh, in Kerry. So who do you think is gonna gonna shade this one?
1: I think Antrim will. Um they played earlier on in the year and off the top of my head, I think Antrim won by, I think about four or five points, or no, sorry, six points, 220 to 214. Um, Yeah, I I think Antrim will shade this one. They're making real progress. They played Tipperary in a challenge last year and drew with them. So there's good progress being made there. Actually, the good battle is the the battle of the two uh, former Tipperary goalkeepers. Uh, They're... I can't, uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Cummins is with Kerry. I'm trying to think of the, the Antrim manager's name. Oh, it's, it's escaping me here. But they're both, they'd be both astute people. Brendan Cummins is involved in the background uh, with Kerry. Um, yeah, I. I it, it'd be a close game, but I think Antrim will win. I honestly do, Um uh, Darren Gleason, sorry, Darren Gleason's central manager. Um but yeah, it it'd be a new experience for these sides as well. Um Joe McDonough Cup, they, it wouldn't be like the Hurling Championship where they would have played in Croke Park that often. So it will be a new experience similar to the Camogie team. So um no supporters there either. I, I fancy Antrim to win that. Um but I say it'd be I, I think that could be a really good game now. I think that could be a really cracking contest. Um, Kerry have one, of, I think, one of the best hurlers in the country. In, his name is uh, Conway and he's a great hurler. But um, yeah, I think the experience of Antrim should see him through.
0: And the winners of the job i Cup, Club, um, they go into...
1: The Leinster 100. Championship, yeah.
0: Leinster Championship and then it will be Leish that will kind of drop down.
1: Uh, there's no one dropping I there's no one dropping down yet this year I don't think um because of the COVID I'm not sure if there I actually have to look into that I'm not sure I think whoever wins the Joe McDonough goes up but I'm not sure there, some, there was some there's a gray area there earlier in the year Leisure, uh, Lisa uh, Lee McCarthy next year so I'm not sure I I I'm not sure what the way the GEA are going to work it now. Um now. I stand completely corrected on that, but I know Liam McCarthy next year. Yeah, well, for both of these
0: teams, um, obviously there's the, the kind of trophy on the line, but, you know, if they do win, they're into, like, the the top-tier hurling, you know, and they will, like, learn a lot from that as well, you know, and we'll bring those counties on a significant amount. So just, like, it's a bigger prize to play for than, say, just the trophy. They're playing for, like, almost... They're hurling futures in a
1: sense. Oh, def- yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at any team, they, they want to be playing up with the big teams and that's where you find out exactly where you are. And... Um, I mean, you look at the progress Leash made. They won the Joe McDonough Cup last year, defeated Dublin, and then ran Tipperary fairly close in dollar and quarter final. So it's a pity the way this year's working that one that the once the Joe McDonough Cup's over, it's over. Um but I, I really I, I I think that's where they want to be and I mean with Darren Gleeson involved with Antrim like I was saying he's after making great progress but Kerry were a bogey team for, uh, for it, it, the likes of Leeson that a few years ago as well so Kerry have good pedigree as well so even though I fancy Antrim third I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kerry won it. And I mean, there are real dedicated part, uh, real dedicated hurling people in North Kerry. So, yeah, it's just a cracking final. If I was hoping for a team to win, I'd hope for Kerry. Uh, being honest, um, but um, yeah, it's going to be a cracking game, and whoever goes up will, will, will. Um, Hold their own up in Liam McCarthy. It will be a big challenge, but I, I fancy him not to be overawed by the challenge either.
0: So, just last question on this, and I'll move on to the uh, the main event. There, um, do you think the gap is narrowing between the the top tier hurling counties, as it were, and the kind of the up and coming teams?
1: If you're if you're looking at say the Leash Clare game this year and what Leash done against. Uh, Dublin last year and got within I think was at around 10 points. of Tipperary last year you can see the gap narrowing now if you bring that into the context of Kilkenny, uh, Wat- uh, Kilkenny Watford Limerick um, Galway Tipperary as well if it came to an all Ireland semi-final all Ireland final you won't see the the minnow teams featuring that's the unfortunate thing uh, but they are in opportunities there as Leash did show against the likes of Dublin and Clare And that. Now that might sound strange as Clare were all earned champions in 2013. So, I mean, they're not even after mentioning Cork. I don't think the gap is as bad as a few years ago. I remember there was a scoreline a few years ago. Leash played Kerry in an all earned qualifier and Cork scored 10, 20. I don't think that's, a kind of margin is there anymore, but I think it will be a few years again. You do see the likes of uh, the Leashes, Westmead, Carlos, or that, um, competing in all-earn semi-finals, all-earn finals. It's it's just the structures. It takes a while for the structures. I mean, Limerick, uh, we're going to be chatting about in a while. The structures are in Limerick for nearly ten, fifteen years now, and that's where the investment has to be. And there's a lot of talk. About pumping in money to senior teams, but if you haven't the underage structures right, I think it's very important about to have the right promotion in schools and then in clubs as well. I think that's where an awful lot of the money should be focused. And then once you have the right underage structures in place, then you can progress up to the likes of the senior. Now, like your the question you asked, I think the gap is narrowing but I don't think it's narrow and quick enough to see the likes of a, the likes of a leash or Carlo or that competing for a Liam McCarthy cup yet. Fair enough, DJ.
0: So we're going to move on to the the uh, main event on Sunday, which is the, uh, the Limerick and Waterford game. So what are you kind of, how are you feeling this game is going to go? Do you feel it's going to be a very tactical, maybe, Lots of sweepers involved, or is it going to be just 15 on 15 and lads just kind of going at each other? What do you think it's going to be?
1: Uh, if it was a couple of years ago, I would have seen it would have been a real tactical battle. Um, you would see Watford dropping back a couple of sweepers and doesn't try to. Um, kind of counteract the say the opposition attack i think this would be free-flowing hurling i honestly do limerick are one of the high scoring teams in the championship and to be kilkenny you have to be high scoring as well and watford showed that scoring 227 so i think this would be a free flowing high scoring contest um the contrast in Limerick aren't scoring as many goals as they were and they were scoring a lot of points um, in the Munster Championship and against Galway as well, they scored 27 points, but no no goal. So for Watford to win this all earned to be similar to their win in 59, they will need to score goals. And I they have the opportunity there, the likes of Stephen Bennett, Desi Hutts and Dara Lines. Um, former me player Jack Fagan. I mean, they're outstanding players. I think this would be an unreal all iron Like I was saying, SAG Kilkenny aren't in it, so close to being in it, but I think this would be rip-roaring. Um, I, I, I hope us for do it. I really, really do you have to go with the bookies. You have to, I mean, Limerick, the disappointment to last year. I mean, everyone was on about Limerick doing back to back and they came up short against Kilkenny in the semi final. And John, John Kiley would have learned a hell of a lot from that and would have sent out stall early. Um, I mean, they have some outstanding players as well. If you look at the, the likes of Tom Morrissey, Aaron Gallan, Garrod Hegarty. I mean, they're out right, players. Peter Casey, James Flanagan, Declan Hannan. I mean, they are players all over the field. It's a real hard one to call. I, I fancy Limerick, but I think it'd be a real tough game for him. I think Watford to be going in this, lean, Kyle, young manager, would have learned a lot from the, the defeat at Kilkenny. They were behind in that game. I think it was what eleven or twelve points at uh, some stages of that contest, but still they dug deep and uh, they edged it out and scoring two twenty seven is some scoring in an All earned semi final. So, do you reckon they learned any
0: lessons from their, their the monster final? So, in terms of uh, kind of Limerick, they kind of won. Obviously, it wasn't like a comfortable victory, but they kind of got there in the end, and it wasn't really, you know. It wasn't really kind of coming down to the last puck of the ball sort of thing. So, do you reckon, what do you reckon that uh, Waterford will kind of learn from that game?
1: Yeah, I, one thing I say I was completely wrong in my summary in the podcast after I thought that Liam Cal would have been happy that he would have seen that Waterford were able to compete with Limerick and just come up sharp by four points like they did in the Munster final. But Watford were bitterly disappointed. And here in interviews before the Watford-Kilkenny uh, final Liam Call said he was bitterly disappointed with the Munster final. Now, in saying that, they will learn a lot. They really win- will. But you can't really judge on a previous contest, because you could say, did Limerick go really all out to win it? It would, if things were done different. It's kind of a complicated thing in a way, but they know they know how to. The one thing for Watford is they have to win the their matchups. The first thing Watford have to do, similar to like I was saying with Kilkenny and Galway, they have to win their own battles on the field early on. Uh, they have to win the first ball, get the field of the ball, tap it over the bar, and then confidence will grow from that. You can't really judge and say oh, we came within four pints of Limerick before. If you, Because if you focus on that, the game could kind of go beyond you. And I could be completely wrong in saying this. I never competed inter-county level. So people could say, oh, what's this lad on about? But looking at it, that's the way I think. They go out, try and win their own battles, get a couple of scores and stay within the contest and the last couple of times Watford were in all in Ireland finals, two thousand and eight and two thousand and seventeen, the kind of the occasion kind of passed them by. Now the margin was narrower against Galway in twenty seventeen, but still they they felt that they left a the lot behind on that day. And being up at the game, they did. I think the occasion came to them, and that's the biggest challenge with Lean Carl now is to to take that away. Take, in other words, just focus that it's another game don't focus that's an all iron final just go out and say here it's another game played Limerick before you're able to compete with them and focus on what they done against Kilkenny because they were well behind against Kilkenny and what for teams of old would have just completely folded folded under but they didn't, they dug deep got the scores, got in, got the goals and if they do that against Limerick they have a great chance and... That's- Sorry, Sorry.
0: speaking about that, um, the game against uh, Kenny where they kind of came back. Um, a lot of people were kind of talking about afterwards about how Waterford was so dominant in the air during that comeback. So do you reckon that Limerick will be kind of trying to avoid? Will they, will they, will they try and take on Waterford in the air or will they try and play around it? What do you think they'll do?
1: It's a, it's a good question, Robbie, because Limerick are a massive team as well. I mean, if Watford, like, the one surprising thing with Kilkenny was that they were out-battled in there. If you look at Kilkenny teams of old and you look at, and I'm not going to look in the past or this this current Kilkenny team or anything, because they're terrific. They just came up short and that's it. And you get days like that. But Watford really competed and... I think this if Watford can compete with Limerick in there, I I wouldn't really necessarily say oh, Limerick have to compete with Watford. I think Watford will have to compete with Limerick. I genuinely do. And if Limerick can win that battle, they have an, a a real great chance. I if but just like if you were the manager,
0: like if you were kind of coming in and you were seeing how dominant that Watford were, yeah, and you, would you be saying, "Right, will we kind of"? Make this like on the first puck out that Limerick gets. Will it go long and will it be like a sort of like it, let's see how good you are sort of thing? Because the winner of that ball definitely has a huge psychological advantage. I know, like, as, as the game evolves, there might be different teams winning, but whoever wins that first ball will have a, a huge boost, even though the crowd isn't there. A lot of emphasis will be put on that kind of first ball. So, if you're the Limerick manager, would you be like, trying to avoid that situation, just take a short puck out? Um, or would you kind of you hit it hit it down long and uh, challenge Waterford? I know you're saying about Waterford having to compete with Limerick, but as they were so yeah. dominant against Kilkenny in the air, will Limerick target that and try and go after it? Or will they kind of try and play around it? What would I you know.
1: Yeah, no, it's a valid point, Robbie. It's... Um, Personally, myself, if I was sending the team out, i just tell them to focus on their own game. Um, I not a, I know you have to win your matchups and all of that and Brian Cody was an absolute genius. He'd put the most experienced player on the least experienced opposition player and you'd win those battles and that's what you do earlier on. I don't think if it was me, now maybe that's why I'm not managing Inter County or never will be maybe, is that I'd, I'd just go out and say to... If I was saying to me players, go out and do what you know you can do. Just go out and win your own battles. I wouldn't necessarily go into too much tactics or that because you could say, like I was saying before, you could set, out a, set up a team one way and it could go the complete opposite. And if you have to make too many switches and changes, you're not only confusing your own players, but you're also showing a weakness to an opposition. So you try and get your matchups right earlier on. Um, and if, say, Limerick, you go out, try and get a couple of early scores on the board. If Nick, Nick in for a goal, like I was saying, they didn't warn scoring that many goals this year. Nick in for a couple of early goals, get scores on the board, and ask Watford here, what are you made of? You came back against Kilkenny. Dublin done the same, but came up short against Cork. So, like I was saying, you can't really judge on the previous game. You can learn lessons from it, but you wouldn't go out necessarily with the same tactics that worked for you the previous game, if that makes sense. So you go out and try you win your own personal battles. Say to the get the feel of the ball early, tap over early, scores, get rid of the nerves early. I think the big thing, no matter what, they what are playing semi-finals and provincial games and empty grounds an all-earned final is completely different you could have an all-earned semi-final and luckily Kilkenny were in a good lot of them where you have 45,000 there it's a completely different contest when you have 80,000 people there so it's a matter of trying to get used to that um but going back to your question no I wouldn't I wouldn't set out stall too early. You just train, win your own matchups. If poke outs aren't working. Definitely, yeah, you change them around. I think to be a lot of variety in it. I think to be short. I think to be a lot trying to pinpoint players, a bit like football, uh, Gaelic football with the mark. You try and get a player free. They could be, say, 50, 55, 60 metres out. Try and pinpoint players like that. But I wouldn't say they'd go out with, say, a certain strategy early on. I say they just get a feel of the game, see the way the game's going, and let the players win their own early battles. So if you're going to, if
0: you're put money on the team to win, who is going to win on Sunday?
1: Uh, I think Limerick. I think Limerick by, I say about four or five pints. Like my heart says Watford, good friends down Watford, lived in Watford for a while when I was younger, even though I was born in Kilkenny, mother made sure of that. But um. Yeah, I I fancy Limerick. I think the experience of winning it a couple of years ago and the hurt of losing the semi-final last year, that was the entire focus John Kiley had have. Now, the one thing with Watford going into it this year is it's a completely new page, new manager, new structure, lots mm-hmm. of new players. And yeah, it'd be a cracking contest, but I think Limerick will be just that bit too strong and the experience of winning a couple of years ago. We'll see him home.
0: The most important question, though, is John Milan on commentary or is he watching the game on Sunday? Do you know? Is he I, on
1: hope, I hope he's on commentary. He's he Like I was saying before, I know John from um, when I was working in Watford and you just love him, chanting to uh, chanting about hurling to him. And yeah, I know it's just the passion he brings to it. Now, I wonder, did he make the same bet this year that if Limerick wins that he'd ride a horse naked down through... Uh, Watford City I'm not sure if that'd be allowed with COVID guidel- guidelines but uh, yeah Maybe, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually the one thing the one battle that uh, Watford are after win before it all is the the standard of the songs they have it's just it's just unreal actually <laughs> it's brilliant yeah it's
0: brilliant actually yeah I kind of I heard um I heard a bit, a bit of a bit of a clip of it on the radio earlier on and I was thought it was brilliant and then you threw it up in the group there, and it's absolutely amazing. I uh, went straight onto my Spotify and put it put onto a playlist there. So it's uh young Shakur's name, the young spelled Y U N G, and it's absolutely uh, it's a banging tune. To be fair,
1: yeah, and um, there's actually a local band, the Waxies, as well. They're uh, Kilkenny and Watford combined, and whoever whoever lost. The semi-final daughter had to help write a song and the Waxies have a, a brilliant track out as well. And there's a charity one for Watford as well. I I can't find it at the moment, but it's a brilliant one. But I actually, that's what I really miss with Kilkenny this year. It's just the banter uh, with the songs and all of that as well. But um, I know 2021, actually Watford can claim the rock for Dollarn this weekend anyway, and we'll claim it back next year on the border anyway.
0: That could be a potential uh, topic uh, for in future years. Is our future podcast would be the uh, worst um, all Ireland songs or kind of like county songs? Before in all Ireland, we could kind of go through a list of the best and the worst ones.
1: I definitely not going to comment on that anyway, because good friends of mine created deadly Kilkenny songs. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to maybe, maybe look at other county ones, but definitely not Kilkenny ones anyway, because, uh, I want to keep friendships.
0: <laughs> no worries. Perfect TJ. So we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll, uh, look forward to the games and we should get three cracking games, three brilliant games and uh, best luck to all the teams. And, uh, yeah, cool. So chat to you again, TJ.
1: Thanks a million, Robbie. Yep. Best of luck to all the teams and yeah. really looking forward to the weekend. Thanks. Good one. Good luck. Bye, bye bye bye. Good luck. Good bye. luck. Bye, 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 bye. bye.